to the Movie Journey Podcast, where not only do we watch and react to all sorts of movies, but we also do more long-winded reviews, Hendo, among other things. Long-winded? You, you're long-winded. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, as always, as always, I am Dean Jeffrey, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Daniel Henderson. Hendo, how you going, mate? So, are you me right now? That would be good, actually. Uh, I am Mr. Daniel Henderson, as always, joined by my exceptionally better-looking co-host, Mr. Dean Jeffrey. How you going, mate? Wait a minute. I'll see if it... I'll, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it sounds nothing like it, Hendo. All right? <laughs> yes, of course, we are doing Face Off today, a patron-requested reaction from our awesome patron, Kevin Ayuna. Thank you very much for this one, mate. Yes. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Now, just before we get into Face Off, just a quick IMDb Top 50 update. Give me the update. How's the Batman going, Hendo? Batman has moved down 22 spots to 131. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's, that'll be out eventually, I guess. Another movie that's done the drop is Spider-Man No Way Home, dropped 18 spots to number 78. And Dune has dropped down seven spots to 245. <laughs> okay, see you later, Dune. Yeah, it'll be out pretty soon after that. But yeah, that's your quick little update. Mostly just the new movies doing their gradual drop. Oh, very good. Now we are going to go watch and react to the movie face-off. If you would like to check out that reaction, you can head over to youtube.com slash journey. Or if you want to check out the full-length reaction and our audio commentary of the movie, you can go ahead and check out patreon.com slash journey. And a massive, massive shout-out to all of our lovely patrons for their support and their generosity. Yeah, thanks so much, everyone. All right, we're going to go watch this movie and we'll come back with our review of Face-Off. So, Face Off, released in 1997, directed by John Woo, starring John Travolta, Ooh. Nicolas Cage, Joan Allen, Gina Gershon, Alessandro Nivola, and Colm Fiore. Do you want to add a CCH pounder in there? Definitely. How could she not be in your original notes, Hendo? I mean, it's just the, the top six that were built here. CCH pounder should be first build. <laughs> she should make the poster. <laughs> <laughs> Starring CCH Pounder with John Travolta <laughs> and Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Cinematography by Oliver Wood, who has no nominations to his name, but from what the filmography I saw of his, the ones that stood out was the Bourne trilogy and a movie that we've done a review of, Die Hard 2. Okay. Hey, is Joan Allen the Bourne lady? Yes. Yeah? Yes. She's got the long straight hair in that. Does she? I think so. You mean it's not wavy, standing up? No. Ah, unlucky. Music by John Powell, who has won Academy Award nomination to his name for original score for How to Train Your Dragon. John Powell comes from the uh, school of uh, Hans Zimmer. Did you know that, Hendo? I did not. Is this a future trivia that you got coming up? I don't know. It's hard because I go through all the trivia and I forget which ones are actually uh, placed in the uh, little notepad for you to contribute something to. So, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Well, what I know is that this guy has done a fair few movies that you know, including the Bourne trilogy, the Kung Fu Panda movies, the How to Train Your Dragon series, the Shrek movies, as well as a movie that we've done previously, X-Men The Last Stand, and a movie we'll be doing in the very near future, Solo. He did the music for Solo? Yes. Hey, do you reckon Solo has, like, the whole Star Wars theme going on for it, or is this, like, completely different? I feel like it's going to be different. All right, Dean, hit us up with some of your well-found trivia. Well-found. Co-screenwriter, Mark Werb. You mean Mike Werb? What did I say? You can't even read your own notes. You said Mark. 
co-screenwriter Mike Werb got the idea for the face surgery from a friend who had a hang gliding accident. They had Ooh. to remove most of the skin from his face, reconstruct the bone matter, and put his face back on. Wow. Full on. That's intense. Yeah, definitely. So the scene of Adam listening to Over the Rainbow on his portable headphones was John Woo's idea and not part of the original script. Shocker. Damn you, John Woo. <laughs> Paramount Pictures refused to finance the extra scene (laughs) And John Woo had to use his own money to make that happen He was later paid back as the film turned out to be profitable Mm. The other pairs of actors that were considered for Sean Archer and Castor Troy By the way, fantastic names for characters Oh yeah, for sure They are just, oh, so great So one I saw come up a few times was Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone Like this one was actually very much on the cards of what they were trying Mm -hmm. to do That makes sense yeah, it'd be. Would that would it be a different film? I feel like it'd be a lot different. Yeah, these guys, yeah. these guys like to think they're funny, but they don't have the comedic chops of a Nick Cage or a uh, whatever Travolta brings to the table. Uh, I think Schwarzenegger be, can be pretty funny. I don't think Stallone's funny at all. No, Harrison Ford and Michael Douglas, which Michael Douglas is a, a producer, so they were hoping that he would he would star in it. Don't know about that nah. one. Bruce Willis and Alec Baldwin. Eh. Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, late nineties. So not long, a few years after Heat. Hmm, maybe a bit too old. Yeah, touch. Jean Claude Van Damme and Steven Seagal. No, no thanks. Awful. And Denzel and Wesley Snipes. Uh, maybe I can see Wesley Snipes in that sort of role. Yeah, what's the campiest film Denzel's done? Oh, he does not do nothing. Silly films. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Anyway, Nick Cassavetti surprised John Woo by shaving his head for the role. Woo said it was just the image he wanted. Is he the bald drug dealer? He just said he shaved his head for the role. Yes, it was the guy with the shaved head. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, Unlike John Woo's previous US movies, Hard Target and Broken Arrow. Man, how good is Broken Arrow? I haven't seen that for years. Have you seen Hard Target? No, I haven't. That's great too. And his later one, Mission Impossible 2, this had little to no studio interference and the only scene that the MPAA demanded to be cut was the opening assassination scene where Sean Archer's son is killed. And obviously they didn't go with that because that scene is in the movie. Maybe it's more of a uh, edited to be a bit friendlier. Fair enough. So, according to producer Barry M. Osborne, most of the challenging action scenes, including the fight on the deck of the boat and the airplane going down the runway, were originally planned as green screen shots. When late 90s green screen shots would be awful. But they filmed them practically to support the realism of story. I mean, and call it what they want. I'm glad they did it. Yeah, it would have looked awful with green screen. Okay, how's this for a bit of trivia? The first real-life face transplant was accomplished in 2012 on Richard Norris, who'd accidentally shot himself, you'd hope, in the face with a shotgun the same year the movie came out. What? That's insane. I mean, you can't make this stuff up, Endo. Was that a fake trivia you put in? No, but that would be awesome. <laughs> so the studio wanted John Woo to take the slash out of the title. He kept it in so people wouldn't think it was a hockey movie. I don't get it. Where's the hockey thing? Face off. Maybe oh, that's what like, they are called a fight. Like No, like the te- two teams are facing off against each other. But why hockey? I have no idea. It's John Woo. Mm. The crew had to get the plane shot in one take because they were really destroying a plane. They shot it with 13 cameras from multiple angles. That's good. See, we like realistic yep. stunts. Yep, good practical effects. Most of the stunts in the movie were done without the use of any digital effects. Yep, see, we just spoke about this. Dean just like doubling up on his trivia here. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you can take the next one then, Hendo. All right. Joan Allen was John Woo's first choice for Eve. The studio wanted to go with someone younger and make her a stepmother, but Wu fought with Allen. Okay. And one of my favorite pieces oh, Wu, of trivia. He, okay. He fought for Allen. Okay. I thought I said he fought with her. I'm like, well, bad choice then. <laughs> no. Nicholas Cage and Joan Allen previously appeared in Peggy Sue Got Married. What? Was this like right at the bottom of the trivia? It was way down, Endo. You don't know how much face-off trivia I had to read to find that gem. I thought you would have already known that. I mean, of course. Just now you know it. The magnetic boots the prisoners wear in Eurowan prison are the same boots worn by the Goombas in Super Mario Brothers. Jesus, what is going on here? Did you not recognise them? When they came up before, you, you were like you were like commenting on them like, how can you not tell they're those boots? I've... I mean, I, I probably saw Super Mario Brothers once when I was like, when I was like ten. The studio wanted Archer and Sasha to sleep together, but the writers and John Woo argued against it. Yeah, that no, would you not can't have. No. Yeah, even in his drugged out phase, Archer sleeping with Sasha kind of goes against the character. Definitely, the shot of Caster Troy's coat blowing in the wind is a homage to Lawrence of Arabia. Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> John Woo, eh? I know, I know. It's so funny. I saw that. I was like, yeah, you can just imagine John Woo like, oh, yeah, this film is just like Lawrence of Arabia. (laughs) Nicolas Cage is a big fan of Chow Yun-Fat. John Woo originally asked Cage to decide on the makeup for the beginning of the film where Troy is going to kill Archer. Cage decided to don a mustache similar to the famous assassination scene in The Killer. That's why he had that ridiculous bloody mustache in the first scene. You mean glorious mustache. Oh, no. It was released in June 1997, the same month as Nicolas Cage's other action hit, Con Air, which came out a few weeks later. What? Oh, the 90s. The films were shot consecutively from the summer of 96 to spring 97, with the two productions nearly overlapping at one point. So, so obviously, the Nick Cage long hair was fake. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they did that one first. I mean... Con Air came yeah, out a few weeks earlier, yeah, so there you go. Sure. Well, I'll, I'll hold on to that believability. In early drafts of the script, Archer went to Caster's mother's place to hide out. The writer wanted the mother to be played by Elizabeth Taylor or Jack Nicholson in drag. What? That's that's the fake trivia. That's not fake. I swear to God. What, why? I don't know Jack Nicholson in drag. Oh, some of this stuff you read. Jesus. Right, yep. Got to put that in. The surgery scene is the only scene in the movie in which neither John Travolta nor Nicolas Cage appear. The characters of Sean Archer and Caster Troy are being played by two dummies. Yeah, no shit. Oh, all right. Sorry. Just trying to put some trivia in there. I thought that was interesting. They're in every single scene. That's awesome. All right. Originally, Nicolas Cage turned down the role of Caster Troy, citing a lack of interest in playing a villain. However, once he was told that he would actually be playing the hero for a majority of the film, he quickly signed on. I mean... Really? Why can't you just be a bad guy? The special edition DVD contains several deleted scenes, most notably an alternate ending in which Sean Archer looks into a mirror and Eve gasps as she and the audience see Caster Troy's face as Archer's reflection. The studio (laughs) nicks this ambiguous ending in favour of a happy conclusion in which Archer is definitely completely himself again and Caster is dead with no chance of returning. What? (laughs) What a load of shit. Imagine this film having an ending like that. Like, wait, what? That's like Planet of the Apes level stupidity. Makes no sense. (laughs) The mirror never lies, Hendo. (laughs) 
A budget of $80 million and worldwide grossed $245 million, making it the 11th highest domestic and the 14th highest worldwide of 1997. Very good. Apparently, Face Off is said to have inspired Infernal Affairs. However, Infernal Affairs director Andrew Lau wanted to have a more realistic situation. Instead of a physical face change, Lau wanted to have the characters swap identities. So, think about it. If there was no Face Off, mm-hmm. there'd be no Departed. Yeah, I, I got that, Endo. I mean, if there was no Face Off, more importantly, there'd be no Face Off, Endo. <laughs> Do you want to live in a world like that? Hey, Dean, this film got nominated for an Academy Award for Best Effects in the Sound Effects Editing category. Sure, okay. It was nominated alongside The Fifth Element and the eventual winner that year, Titanic. <laughs> yeah, good luck coming out this year. All right, let's look at the scores here. Rotten Tomatoes critics give this a 92%. What? Yeah. Really? Certified, certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, 92%, saying John Travolta and Nicolas Cage play cat and mouse and literally play each other against a beautifully stylized backdrop of typically elegant, over-the-top John Woo violence. Rotten Tomatoes audience think it's less with 82%. Metacritic have this at 82%. Metacritic. Yeah. Hold on. Yep. Metacritic who hate everything have this at 82. That is correct, sir. I don't know what's going on. Letterboxd have this at 3.4 and IMDb have this at 7.3. But this was on the top 250 long time ago. This debuted onto the list on the 12th of September 1997 at number 65. I mean, why are we even talking about this list then? It stayed in the list for eight months. What? It's really? <laughs> yeah, six, from 65 to out of the list over the course of eight months. Out of the Jesus. list on the 3rd of May in 1998. Fair enough, I guess. All right, Dean. Let's uh, let's discuss this film. What's your initial thoughts of Face Off? I mean, it's hard, you know. I sort of hold this Conair, The Rock, in this sort of cool '90s action, sort of fun movies. Like they they obviously vary in quality. I I don't remember what I have given this in the past. I'm imagining a certain rating, but I mean, it's it's a fun film. That's fun if you look at it with the you know desire to laugh at it because i don't think this movie is in on the joke which is probably my my biggest issue here although maybe that's what makes it even more funny because this movie's just playing off so goddamn serious all the time Mm -hmm. the performances are so outrageous like nicholas cage can do nicholas cage stuff all he wants that's fine but john travolta is just he's so weird in this film are these your initial thoughts (laughs) are you just just going to full scope of good bad here yeah i don't know i'm just i'm just rambling so you go hendo what are your initial thoughts without giving me goods and bads please i am quite neutral on the film (laughs) (laughs) no look this film like you said it's it's just a a ton of fun you just gotta you gotta sit down strap yourself in and just enjoy this ridiculous ride that you're about to go on because like you said i feel like this film wants you to take it seriously i feel like it was filmed to be taken seriously and it is just you just cannot you just cannot with this film and if you don't and you just go along for the ride man this is just so much fun Mm. and the reason you can't take it seriously is because the premise of the entire film just breaks down any way you look at it it does not make any sense every single time that this would be possible in any 
any level of you know them trying to play off as each other the fact that it come on he's going to the wife and the wife doesn't immediately notice yep come on like the personality's completely changed like it just you have to have such a suspension of disbelief in this film but let's let's move into the good thing what what are the good things that stand out for you with this movie i mean it's fun it's so rewatchable yes like i've i've watched this a number of times and it's it's never ah Nah, it's it's never boring. Nicolas Cage is really funny in it. And John Travolta, like, I don't think he's great at doing what he's doing, but he's still a very watchable actor, so uh, yeah, it's all it's all fun. And but yeah, this premise is so ridiculous. Like you've you've just it's gotta be seen to be believed, Hendo. What are your what are your goods? What's your what's your favorite thing about this film? Hmm. Is it Nicolas Cage or is it John Travolta? Or is no it way it's John Travolta. Nicolas Cage playing John Travolta or is it John Travolta playing Nicolas Cage? I mean, it's Nicolas Cage. I mean, this guy is just, he's a nutcase in this film. I'm cast to try. Yeah. How good <laughs> is it to have Nicolas Cage play John Travolta? Like, you got to act like him while still being the, the Nicolas Cage face. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. But I think, like, there's some good mannerisms that he throws in. And I'll give it to John, John Travolta too. Like, he, some of the stuff that he does, it just feels very Nick Cage, especially when they meet for the first time with the face swap in the prison. He comes in like that, wee you're good looking. Like, all that sort of stuff. That, that's, that's great. I loved it. Uh, see, that kind of annoys me, that stuff. No, it, just no, feels, it feels unnatural for John Travolta. Because he's supposed to, it's not supposed to be but John Travolta, it's supposed to be Nicolas Cage. Point. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I just, I kind of feel bad for John Travolta seeing him do this stuff. No, I, I disagree. I, th- I think he was fine in this film. The action is good. It's just, it's very. I mean, is it good? It's, it's, it's just, just it's explosions you know, all the wire, and the wire and, work. Oh, there were some yeah, just bits here. Yeah. Blown away everywhere. But hey, you come on, you, you can't tell me you didn't enjoy yourself watching the action. Oh, def- definitely enjoyable. Definitely. All right, let's get to the bad. Okay. Well, we got through that quick. The plot is stupid. No, no, no. That's that's. Honestly, the plot is not a bad. The plot is, like, one of the best goods. Is it the execution of the plot? No, I love the execution of the plot. It's This film does not need to be this long. The overuse of the slow motion is just... It gets tedious. And there's... I mean, the worst scene is that stupid over-the-rainbow bit. Yeah. Where that scene just does not end. And he's going for, like... You know, how arty is it? The juxtaposition of this child's innocence listening to Summer of the Rainbow when, you know, externally there's all this violence <laughs> of men around. And it's just like, fuck off, John Woo. Is, just is that your John makes, Woo uh, impersonation? I don't think I've ever heard him speak. So, just make stuff blow up and move on. It's just such a long scene. Uh, I think when we realised we are going to be doing face-off and we <laughs> looked at the runtime, like, yeah, it should be like, what, an hour 40? Two hours 20? I'm like, like, what? What? What is going on here? And then when you watch it, you're like, my God, you could have cut 20 minutes out with just taking out the slow-mo. Like, like slow motion blinking. <laughs> yep. Oh, that scene where, like, Nicolas Cage drives onto the airport sort of runway and you yep. see slow motion of Nicolas Cage with his jacket billowing in slow motion, then cut to normal speed henchman, cut back to slow motion Cage, back to normal <laughs> speed henchman, back to slow motion Nick Cage. It's like, oh, this is weird. Yeah, definitely. Going back to the good. I think the score is quite good. Uh, yeah, I'll agree with that. Really worked well. Uh, it was memorable. Yeah, it is memorable. There's sometimes the score doesn't. The score comes through, and you're not really paying attention to it, I guess. But I was definitely hearing this one. I'm like, yeah, this is adding well to the uh, the action set pieces that are going on at the time. Yeah. Except for the um, what was it? Doom. 
like played like oh, eight times. Oh yeah, yeah, that's quite funny. The uh, seediness of of Nick Cage, which would have been John Travolta, I assume, at that point. Yes, yes, it was. Ooh. That's right. He was seeing, he was seeing Joan Allen, and oh, <laughs> that music was just stop it. <laughs> Kicking in. Stop it, Joan. <laughs> you nasty. Oh, the, the very blatant stunt doubles in almost every single scene. Like they, they yeah. didn't even bother trying to hide it. The problem is, like, I am like watching this on a not a massive monitor or anything. Like this is this is a just a normal size screen. I'm watching it here on you imagine this in like 4K on an yep. 80 inch TV, just how how obvious it must look. <gasps> like if it was bad enough that you got Nick Cage with his ridiculous hairline and his short hair, and then the stunt double comes in with like not long hair. Not but long hair. Easily the, the hair is long enough to not be Nicolas Cage. And then scenes where like like that bit at the end with the with the boat when it flies through the air and there's just, it's it's two other people clearly their faces are shown and everything. I mean, what are they meant to do? You know, you'd rather get the shot with hey, is that stuntman than not put all these shots in. Yeah, all right. I, I like the the stunt during the boat chase where he's riding the side of it. That was pretty cool. Yeah, because it looks real. Because it was Hendo, as you would have heard a couple times in uh, the trivia. Any last words? All right, Dean. Final thoughts on uh, Face Off and a rating. Yeah, I really like Face Off. It's not a perfect film. There's a lot of issues, but as long as you're accepting going in that none of it works under any level of scrutiny and just let it wash over you and enjoy the ridiculousness of it, it's a fun film. Yeah, I I enjoyed the campiness of it, even if I don't think John Woo really meant for uh, the audience to. I'm giving it three and a half stars, Hendo. What about you? This is just all camp, all cheese. The story is ridiculous. Don't think too hard about this film at all. I thought Travolta and Cage trying to act like the other person throughout this film, they did quite well. It holds your attention for the majority of the film. The runtime is too long, though. Unnecessary scenes in slow-mo that can get cut and other stupid scenes that can get cut. But I'm going to watch it again. It's a good time. Three and a half as well. Nice. I did just check my letterbox as well. I did have it at three and a half, so... Yeah, and I had it at four. Oh, you dropped it, yeah. Yeah. Four four strong for this, Hendo. Yeah, Uh, and that's going to do it for Face Off. Thank you very much to Kevin for that patron request. Much appreciated. Yeah, thanks, Kev. So, what's next? All right, next week we are going to be doing another patron request. This was our patron requested reaction. I think it was from last month where all of our patrons picked a movie and we put up a poll for all the patrons to vote on. And in the end, the pick was won by Mr. Chris Beardsall and his pick of Battle Royale. Ooh. It's exciting. That's definitely going to be exciting. I think it's our first foreign film we're reacting to. What year did Battle Royale come out? The 2000. Yeah, good job. Thank you. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you very much, everyone, for checking out this episode, and we'll see you next time for Battle Royale. Bye.